0: Well, what a wonderful blessing we've already have experienced in the service through singing, through praying, and to have the children and the youth in front of us—it's it's wonderful and powerful, and so we thank God for that. And I, I as I look around the congregation, it gives me such joy that we are amongst our family. I was calling several people this week and. Uh, Sam, we are so glad to be back home, and they say, Andrew, you belong here. So we are so glad uh, to be here in the house of the Lord where we call home. And home is special. You know, friends, we can go a lot of places, but we come home because that's where uh, we have family. We've we, we experienced a lot of wonderful blessings of God. Um, so I just want to share another brief message today from the book of Psalms. We begin a message last Sunday, uh, the sermon series, The Lord Is... We looked at a passage from Psalm 23, which is a wonderful, powerful passage. And we focus on uh, the word, the Lord is. You know, the Bible does not say the Lord was, but the Lord is. He's present with us in this service. He's present with us in our lives. He's present with us as we leave this sanctuary. The Lord is my shepherd. Today's message will be, the Lord is my helper. The next three Sundays, we will look at, the Lord is my healer. The Lord is my light, the Lord is my rock, and then we will conclude, the Lord is good. So please join me in prayer as as we prepare to receive God's word. Father, we come humbly in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your sweet Holy Spirit that is already present in this place. God, we pray that you will open our hearts, open our minds to receive your truth that transforms us. Lord, I'm confident that as your word is read and is preached, that it will have a transforming effect in all of our lives. Those who are here, those who are joining online, Lord, will experience the love and the grace of Jesus. So God, I pray that you will hide me behind that cross of Calvary now, Lord, that people may not see me, they may not see my opinion, but they may see the very words of Jesus spoken from the throne of grace. So come, Holy Spirit. Come and speak to us now, Lord. Come and draw us into the presence of Jesus. Lord, we need you. We love you and bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Psalm 121. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in. From this time forth... And even forevermore. This is the word of God for the people of God. God. Amen. Last Sunday I shared again the, the phrase, the Lord is. It's a present tense. And so what that means is in irrespective of what is happening in our lives today, tomorrow. In the, in the future, in uncertainties, in our anxieties, in our fear. All of those things come in our life and will come. But there is one truth that never changes, is that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And that's what we hold on to every day of our life. Now, this Psalm 121 is a, is a song. Uh, it comprises of 15 psalms, starting from Psalm One Twenty. To Psalm 134, when you open your Bible and if you read Psalm 120 on the top of the psalm, it will say, Song of Accents or Songs of Degrees. Now these were what we call pilgrim songs that the the Jewish people would sing as they would go uh, three times a year to the temple in Jerusalem. And as they would walk up the hills uh, and the valleys up to the temple of the Lord, they would sing this song. So, it is a song of praise. And if you read Psalm 120, 121, 1, you will see people singing prayers. You will see people asking God's mercy. You will see people asking God's help. And I believe this message is so relevant to us that as we walk in this journey of life, we also sing a song. Now, why is the mountains mentioned in the Bible? Why? When he says, I look up to the hills, my help comes from the Lord. Well, the mountains and the hills have a very significant meaning in the Bible. I just want to just share a few of them, among as many. In Psalm 125, verse 1 and 2, it says, Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. Then we look at, The man of God, Moses, encountering God at Mount Sinai. Moses was with the Lord on Mount Sinai for 40 days, 40 nights. He was praying, and he met God at Mount Sinai. And when he came down, he brought the tablets, the Ten Commandments. But he had that encounter at the mountain. In Exodus 34, 29, it says, When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant. We also read in the book of Exodus how this man, man of God, Moses, not only brought the Ten Commandments, but he also has an encounter with God in a form of a burning bush. The bush was burning, but it was not burning like a real fire, it was the presence of God. The Bible says in Exodus 3, 1 and 2, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that, the, that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn. We also see in the New Testament... Jesus giving the great commission on the mountain, Mount Galilee. Before he left this world, he called his disciple in Mount Galilee. And he said, go and make disciples of all nations. That also moment took place on a mountaintop. Jesus preached one of his favorite, one of his famous sermon. It's called the Sermon on the Mount from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 5. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down, and his disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. So a lot happened on the mountains. I believe a lot of us have gone to the Great Smoky Mountains, right? How many of you have been to the Great Smoky Mountain? There's something special about being there, right? We feel the presence of God. We feel the beautiful creation of God. And so as they are journeying up to the mountain, these pilgrims, they they're not really... Uh, looking at the mountain, they are really referring to the God who created the heavens and the earth. Now, as we come back to the scripture, there are a few thoughts I want to share with you from Psalm 121. The first thought I want to share today is, let us look to the God, let us look to the Lord who created the heaven and the earth. The message today is, the Lord is my helper. Now, who is this helper that we are talking about? The Bible says in Psalm 121, verse 1 and 2, I lift up my eyes to the hills from where cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and earth. It's clearly described who this God is. He is the one who has created the heavens and the earth. And friends, this is something that we need to remember, that we have a God who wants to help us. You see, when we look at the news today, sometimes we get disheartened. When we just pause and reflect on all that is happening in our nation around the world, sometimes we get discouraged. When we look at our problems, our challenges, our situations, our trials we are facing in our lives, we get fearful, anxiety, and worry comes on our heart and mind. Corey Tenboom, a great woman of God, wrote this, If you look at the world, you'll be distressed, If you look within, you will be depressed. But if you look at God, you will be at rest. Friends, this morning, the invitation for all of us, sometimes we are looking around trying to find help. But this morning, God is saying to us, Look to me. You see, friends, the Bible says that that we must fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. And so whatever we are going through in our lives, we are looking to Jesus because He is the source of our help. He is the source of our joy. He is the source of our salvation. He is the source of everything we need. And so whenever we are facing something, we are looking not to the mountains, but we are looking to the God who created the mountains. Amen? He is greater than any difficulty. He is greater than any challenges in our life. And so we are looking to the living Savior. He is not a dead God. He is a living Savior who hears us. Now I want to ask a question to all of us this morning, including myself. What kind of a mountain or a hill you are facing in your life this very moment? What are some situations that seem impossible and overwhelming in your life? You see, when we read the scripture today, and it says that my help comes from the, I am reminded that we serve a God who is greater than any mountains that you and I are facing. We serve a God who is able to remove every mountain from our lives. We serve a God that if He does not remove the mountain, He will help us to climb the mountain and give us the victory. God is inviting us today. And friends, mountains may come in different ways in our life. It may come through a, a, a diagnosis with a disease, a cancer. It may come in a form of situation where our son or daughter is away from the Lord. It may come in a financial crisis, a marriage crisis, or whatever crisis we are going through. But friends, we may, we can always come to our Savior. We can always come and say, Lord Jesus, you are our helper. Come and help us in our time of need. And God is so close to us, friends. The Bible says in Psalm 34, verse 5, Those who look to Him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. The Bible says in Psalm 105, verse 4, Look to the Lord and His strength and seek His face always. God is inviting us to look to Him. The second thing in this passage I want to share with you, friends... Is this? let us look to the Lord who is our helper. We learn that our helper is a living Savior, the one who created the heavens and the earth. Now, we all need help in this journey called life. Amen? We all need help. Different kinds of help that we need in our lives. The question is, what kind of help do we need this very moment in our lives? You see, friends, what do we do And where do we go when we have no one to help us? The doctors cannot help us. Our family cannot help us. Our pastors cannot help us. All the resources we have cannot help us. Where do we go when we are in dire need of God's help and intervention in our lives? When we read today's text, it reminds us in Psalm 121. That the Lord is our helper, the creator of heaven. And what does that mean, Pastor? It means a lot of things. First of all, it means that you and I have the divine help of God available to us. The supernatural help of God is available to us at this moment of our lives. We have the constant help of God available to us. The Bible says this, my friends, in Hebrews 13, 6, so we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Bible says in Psalm 46, verse 1, God is a refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. It doesn't say an absent help. It says a very present help in trouble. Friends, this is so real, so powerful. That, that God of the universe, when I call on Him, he will, he will listen to me and He will help me in ways that I cannot even imagine. I remember I was pastoring a small country church in the small town of Hodgenville, Kentucky, LaRue County. It was my first appointment out of, uh, while I was going to seminary. And while I was in that town, I would often go and visit this nursing home. On on Monday mornings before I left to go to an Asbury Seminary, and in that nursing home was a retired Baptist minister. Now he 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 was struggling with his memory. He will not remember what he said to me last time, or, but I will never forget this. When he I was visiting him one day, and he said, he said, God can help you when no one else can. God can help you. I have never forgotten that. And as I begin my ministry, uh, uh, even though I've been here, it's a new place for me. It's a new pastor for you because I've been gone five years. But but there's one thing that has not changed is that the Lord, our helper, is still the same. And he's going to help each one of us as we move forward, drawing closer to the Lord. And lastly, friends. In Romans 8, 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pay for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us. For us. Now, these are moments when we do not have the strength to walk, when we feel overwhelmed, when we do not have the words to speak, the Holy Spirit comes to help us. Isn't that wonderful friends? I was sharing in the last service just my own personal experience you may have yours. I have been several times praying with people in the midst of tragedy or in the midst of people that are close to dying and, and uh, I've been called to pray with people and I'm on my way driving said, Lord what should I pray for? How should I pray for? And then the scripture reminds me that that we need to return and and depend on the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. That when we do not know how to pray, God gives us the word to pray. That's God's word, friends. That we can connect with Him. And He will give us the right words. He will give us what to say. And even in days in our lives, friends... When you cannot pray, the Holy Spirit groans and he takes the prayers of your heart and he takes us to the throne of grace. That's the kind of help that you and I have. The Bible says likewise the Spirit helps us. That's why we say come Holy Spirit because we don't know what we are doing. We need the Holy Spirit. We need His presence. We need His leadership. We need His power to do what God wants us to do. And lastly, friends. Sorry, I already said lastly, but I've got one more point. <laughs> Let us look to the Lord who is our keeper. If you read the book of Psalms, you will, read, you will hear the word keeper, uh, preserver, preserver. Uh, You will hear the word several times. And when it is mentioned in the Bible several times, God is trying to get a word to us. And the word word, uh, keeper means comes from a Hebrew word, shamar, which means to keep, to guard, to watch, to protect, to save, to observe. That is what God, our Savior, is doing. You see, as we go through this journey of life, we get tired. But God never gets tired. We get weak and weary. But God never gets weak and weary. He is our Shamar. He is our keeper. And that's something that we need to hold on to in our lives. The Lord is my keeper. Psalm 23 verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me me. Lord is our keeper, my friends, and He reminds us that we are never out of His sight, that He is with us and for us. He's not only my shepherd, but He is my helper, personal helper. Now, there are three ways, four ways I want to share that we can take this message and apply that in our lives. First, as I shared last Sunday, pray and read this psalm as a way to remember that you are not alone. You can go home and read this by yourself. Place this psalm on a note card on a visible place in your office or home where you can read maybe the first two verses. Put that in a note card and put it somewhere in your home. Send this psalm to encourage someone in your friend and family who needs the help of God. Send them this psalm, psalm 1 and 2, in a card, in a note, in a text, in a call. Hey, the Lord is your helper. And lastly, Sing a song. We all have a song. A song for, for, for our journey. This psalm is a psalm. You know, how many of us, we were in a Sunday school class, we were talking about songs. that, When, when we are going through a difficult time or a sad time or a joy, we always have a song. Now when we get in the car, we're going to turn on the radio, right? We listen to all songs, and those are wonderful songs. But there's something about gospel Christian songs. That we can sing leaving this sanctuary like the pilgrims did. Songs like, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will go strangely dim. In the light of his glory and grace. Songs like, how great thou art. Songs like, it is well with my soul. Songs like, because he lives, I Can face tomorrow. Because he lives all fear is gone. We can sing that song. As we leave this place. In our hearts. Amen. Amen. We thank God that he is our helper. Father we thank you so much for speaking to all of us this morning. And I pray father in the name of Jesus. For all in this sanctuary that need a touch from you. That you will grant them the healing touch. Lord we need your help. As we serve this church. As we reach our community. We need your help and your guidance Lord. Thank you for being our helper. We are looking to you Jesus. We are trusting in you Jesus. We are relying on you Jesus. In the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, in a few minutes, we will invite you after our, our song, um, we're going to invite you forward to come for communion. I want to share that this is the Lord's table. We invite everyone to come. You don't have to be a member of this church to receive communion. We invite you to come with a sincere heart, with a humble heart, with a heart of confession and say, Lord, I need your touch this morning. And when you come and receive the communion, be expectant to encounter the presence of, of Jesus, to encourage you, to forgive you, to empower you. And that's what God will do for us this morning as we come with simple heart.